This is your host, Sam Jarocki from J-Rock Lawn Care and Gardening. Speaking about all things lawn care, garden related and business wise, whether you do this at home for a bit of fun or if you're trying to break into the business, sit tight and enjoy the podcast. This episode is brought to you by Total Lawn. Total Lawn provides scientifically engineered lawn care products to homeowners, hobbyists and lawn care professionals. Their range of fertilisers and biostimulants will keep your lawn looking lush, green and moss-free all year round. I use Total Lawn products, as you know, on my own lawn as well as my customers, and I think you should too. The team at Total Lawn put quality above anything else when they're producing their feeds. They use ingredients that are rarely, if ever, used by their competitors to give you the best lawn possible. Try Total Lawn today at totallawn.co.uk and use code JROCKLAWNCARE at the checkout to receive 10% off your whole order. Total Lawn are so confident with their products that you can use them on your lawn And if you're not happy with the results, you can just get in touch with them up to 90 days later for a full refund. Go to totallawn.co.uk and transform your lawn. Hello everyone and welcome back to this week's J-Rocks Lawn Care and Gardening Podcast. I am your host Sam Jarocki and it's great to have you back. So, welcome. This episode is called How to Charge Efficiently and it is episode number 26. So welcome to this week's show. As you can tell by the title, the whole sort of contrast of today's episode is just going to be about charging, what I charge, uh, how I go about charging, and just some of the details around that. Because quite frankly, when I began sort of coming into this line of work and, you know, seeing if it would even be worth doing in the first place, because before you even plan things out, see if you can afford tools and all the rest of it, you want to know if you can make enough from a job to actually be able to do it for a living right like you don't want to just come across something give it a go and then find out that you can only earn peanuts and not even i don't know make a you know a profitable lifestyle for yourself so i know when i when i first began it was almost like the unknown for some reason it felt like it was this big secret almost that people just didn't want to share the fact of how much money they were making or how much they charge for certain services and you even see this on and like no beef tears if you don't want to push your prices out there you know that's totally down to you that's absolutely fine but just looking through websites and you know people's businesses there's just prices nowhere now don't get me wrong i don't have them plastered all over google simply because my website's still pretty basic but within posts or if someone asks me a question publicly or in the dms or wherever it might be the one thing i don't do is hide behind pricing if you ask me on, on a youtube video how much this job costs you know, I did it with one of the uh, one of the scarification jobs not long ago. I just openly say what it is, simply because it can only go a few ways. You either charge them more than that person's going to, less than that person, or around about the same. Either way, there's so many factors, and amongst all, you know, your decision for for charging that, that you can't really ever be wrong. Almost the only time you can actually be wrong with this sort of thing is really if you make a loss then you've then you've quoted wrong you can always earn more money that's brilliant but you know unless you actually make a loss then you know you can't really that that's the only time you're going to be losing out and hopefully by you know some of the things that we're going to be talking about in this episode then you're not going to be making that decision and you're not going to be going far wrong so so things like google i mean i remember even in the start googling you know how much can a garden i make how, what was the average per hour rate and you get very generic answers. Now, bearing in mind, I, d- 
don't know where they pull this information from, but it is nationally. You know, they're pulling it from wherever it is across the board, and they're getting a rough, you know, a figure together. And I found them as a good base point, quite honestly. But I'm, I've already superseded where that price point is. You know, we're looking at like year two in business here. So I just want to touch on like in the beginning. That's how I thought about it, and also I remember my very first inquiry that came through and I'm just going to kind of tell you the story and what it was is I decided I'd already went firm and I thought right I want to try and make money from this I want to try and push out garden services lawn care and just general services and to be able to um, you know start making some form of income through and so I, I made all my ads I'd came down with how my branding was going to look you know I'd already got sort of the logo together I already decided on how I was going to go forward and treat these customers and the type of service I was going to offer. So I already had it all planned down. The only thing I had to do from that stage or from that place moving forward was actually get clients. That was the like the missing piece of the puzzle, if you like. Now, doing this, I remember I pushed out adverts on things like Gumtree, um, paid ads on Facebook as well as free ads just through like selling sites and, you know, you know, your local town buy, swap and sell, you know, them sort of pages, as well as pushing it myself, so through friends and all the rest of it. And I put it out right before I went to visit family, went and visited family in Northumberland, and basically three, four days, there was nothing for a week, then three, four days into that trip down to Northumberland, uh, all of a sudden I started getting three, four inquiries through, some of them just being consultations for coming back up here but the very first one that actually came through just before I left okay so like I said it was like dead for a week and then the first inquiry I got through I just remember this feeling of you know I remember running into my like to where my girlfriend was in the living room and I was like someone's messaged me you know I can't believe it it looks like they're actually going to take on my services and you know within all this you feel with yourself like oh it's working it's you know what I've put out there it's it's grabbed someone's interest they're excited to go they want to know more you know and it's all very much right in front of you and I remember being on this absolute hype where you know just excited about all of it the fact that it was my word and my services about hit my first client it was all just there right in front of me genuinely very very excited and there's this thing that sort of happens where you hit that excitement, you love it, and then when you start making the thinking about the process, about what the actual job is, whether it's possible, how much you might charge for it, you know, all this quotation side of things, that then follows in a little bit afterwards. So what happened with it is very excited, had this like little bit of a come down while I was thinking about how much I was gonna charge, and this job was basically uh uh, it was a, it was around 50 metres of privet hedging. And if I remember rightly, it was about 12 foot tall or so. And they wanted it reduced by a good few feet. I'm sure it was by about two metres they wanted taken off, actually. And at this time, you've got to remember, if you remember my startup stories, when I started off, it was with next to nothing, you know what I mean? I had the cylinder mower, I had a brush, a spade, a fork, some general hand tools, and a little battery domestic hedge trimmer and strimmer. And this hedge trimmer was just not up to standard for this type of job. Also, the batteries that you get with these things was actually a BLI 10. Okay, so this is like your entrance battery. It works brilliant on like light trimming. And, you know, if you're using it domestically in your garden, 
fantastic. Get that combo. It works really well. But when I compared it to this job, in this, it, honestly, it was that big. It was like a horseshoe. And when I looked at it, I just thought, there's no way, even to trim that, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be within a couple of hours, like that battery's lifespan. So when I looked at it, I thought, that's at least, a, you know, a full day, day and a half's job. You know, a good 50 metres or so, by two metres, there was so much waste. And when I ran it all through, it was this come down of, you know, before I even got to the part where I thought, I can't, I can't even offer this service. I just didn't know how to price it. And I remember reaching out to a couple of people on social media at the time and being like, can you help me with this job? You know, I don't know where to start with it. And to be fair, the social media, you know, everyone that's on there that does gone and grass cut and all the rest of it, they are so very much helpful in this community that 98% of them are willing to help each other. And that's what I love about this community so much. But that, that original stop process of you know getting hit in the face with right now what do I charge like I don't actually know the first thing about it was scary you know I almost at that point started looking at things within the job to why I couldn't do it why I couldn't offer it you know my first one I remember saying was waste it would be too much waste unfortunately I can't take that much waste away from site blah 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 and then he turned around and he says it's a very large property there's an area out back where you can just dump the waste and you know it was this little panic moment and this is where you kind of got to learn very quickly. And the reason why these podcasts are here as well as YouTube videos is that I hope this can help you when you're moving forward and beginning them first jobs in the early days, that this doesn't happen to you, that you've already thought through and you're already prepared enough to go forward. And that first inquiry will just always stay with me because there's such that hype of excitement and, you know, so pleased that you've got your first bit of interest, not even landed the job yet but just the fact that someone's interested to all of a sudden thinking, right now what? Like, how do I actually go about charging this? It just so happened that I was unlucky, unlucky, unlu you know, lucky, unlucky, however you'd like to think of it, that I got such a big job through on my very first go. Because, you know, if that was something like what my second job that I actually completed was, what was just a, it was about 150 metres squared grass cut, overgrown, fair enough, but still it was a lot more, you know, straightforward job than what this one would have been. So anyway, it's just about being prepared and, you know, having that them steps in place so you know how to quote, quote them larger jobs that might have a little bit more to them than just your standard, you know, blow and mow sort of jobs or inquiries. Also, I just want to take this point to mention just outside of, you know, Lone Care and Garden at the minute. I said on the last podcast podcast about having a new mic in the future, possibly in the new year. It just so happens it was my birthday on the 8th of November, so the week before, well, earlier on in this week where you're listening to this, and my other half went and got me a gaming headset, Turtle Beach, if anyone, you know, is into the gaming or anything like that. So she got me this headset because, you know, I've got the new quality, I'm a bit of a gaming fan, and when she got me this headset, I thought, you know what, I wonder if that would actually plug into the laptop. And, you know, it's a high-quality mic. You know, it's a very good set of headphones. I wonder how good the microphone is. And, you know, I've plugged it in, and here we go. So I'm wondering if any of those are listening to this thinking that the quality is any better. If so, I feel like I found a little sweet spot where this mic is actually going to work wonders for a podcaster mic as well as a gaming headset. So anyway, 
just wanted to uh, put that in there before I forgot to mention that. So, going on from the gardening, where I'm at now. So, this is where I'm going to talk through some of my prices, as I have done on other podcasts. Like I say, I've got nothing to hide from you. I'm very open book about pricing and, you know, all the information I share. So, if I can ever help you in any way, if you've ever got any queries or whatever it might be, please feel free to get in touch. Instagram, direct messaging, through email, what is jrocklc at gmail.com. However you see fit, get in touch. But just to start it off, and I'm going to run through these pretty quickly because there's not too much to them. I try and keep it as simple as possible. So beginning, grass cutting, £25 minimum. Now, as I've said before, I have people in my area that have got little, you know, post-it notes stuck in shops and, you know, online that's like grass cutting from £5. Honestly, you're not making any money off that. You're really not. So I put a minimum on £25, you know, normally because the type of lawn I want is around that range. If you get in touch with me and unfortunately you only have a postage stamp lawn, you know, like 30 metres squared, something like that, then, you know, it's still £25. All the way probably up until about 100, 150 metres squared, maybe. Um, still around £25. All depending on the layout, design of the garden, if you've got any obstacles, if you've got many trees to go around, all of this has a has a part to play, and you'll soon learn that. So don't feel like you need to know all your prices from the get-go. Start with a baseline, and the more that you start sort of taking on these jobs and getting the experience into your belt, you'll be able to make your own decisions and own changes. But my starting price is £25, and I'm just confident about that. When someone gets in touch, £25, if they go, oh, that's a bit expensive, then unfortunately that's my, my bottom figure you know I, I hope you can find someone else and all the best with your lawn this year stay very pro- polite very professional and just go from there next i have got lawn treatments these are from 20 pound per application that's even again from your smallest of lawns hedges overall okay so hedging i price as an overall price so i'm taking in you know all of the all of the areas here, so how much waste is it going to uh, give off? Is it a reduction or is it a trim? What kind of hedge is it? You know, if it's something like a privet or a breech hedge, you're going to find it a lot easier to trim than if it's something like a very old aged conifer and, you know, it's got a lot of contours to it and all the rest. So I tend to price my hedges as an overall, but the way I kind of come out with that is I charge in at roughly £30 per hour, you know, for how long I think the job's going to take with all them extras then on top of that. So that's how I do the hedges. If it is then massive hedges, I then sort of might dip into a day rate. As I say, I'm still doubling myself, but this is where I'm currently at. Tidy up work. So these are fantastic in sort of late autumn, winter time. Right now, basically, as the lawns are starting to slow down and more or less stop, really not far off that happening, I then start trying to take on a lot more winter work, what is a lot more like garden tidy ups, in general and you'll usually find that these are best to be paid either by daily or if you can and you've got enough experience behind you with it to price it as an overall job now with them they start from 100 pounds so just for an overall tie up as a, like a winterize in your your garden then i just stick to 100 pound to it and what i found with it is by doing that last year what i was doing is i was trying to come in at like 60 70 80 pound trying to figure it out to the fine detail and sometimes I was finding myself you know losing 10 15 20 pound 
you know, from things over running by like half an hour, you know, very little amounts of time that in my head didn't sit very well. So this year, I've just capped, um, minimized it at, an, at 100 pound. If I take on and when they basically first get in touch, that's one of the first things I say within the reply is that just to be aware, uh, you know, winter tidy up, start from 100 pound, blah, 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 get some information about the garden itself, some pictures, but are you happy with this? And at least if they say yes, then it doesn't matter if it's a huge garden, you still need to go quote it. But even if it's a tiny one, they're still aware in the very first email that you've went back and forward with what your minimum price is. Now, this might not be £100 for you. This might be £300 because you're a team of two and you need to make a certain amount of money. Okay, this might be if you're by yourself and just starting up and, you know, it might be a minimum of £50. You need to find what works for you. But mine... Just to begin with there is a hundred pound at least for an overall tidy up of a garden. From there I've got power washing. I'm, I'm also sort of offering that out this year as well. I've done a couple of jobs already. Uh, I haven't really pushed it massively. But from the quotes that I've been pushing out, they've been getting accepted straight away. So when these happen, I, I know that I'm kind of on the right path. So with the power washing side of things, I charge two and a half, pound fifty per metre squared. And if it's something like... Uh, your block paving then that's where the kiln dried, dried sand in there as well so included and if i'm just doing anything by hourly work i am looking at around 25 to 30 pound an hour this is kind of within the bracket where i find i feel most comfortable with i've spoken to people that are up to sort of 35 40 pound an hour and that's you know fantastic to them you might even be a team of two and you might be you know 60 70 80 pound an hour obviously that's two man hours uh, but that's the way that you've got to sort of plan it and you've got to see what works for you when you're doing that but that's where I'm sitting 25 to 30 and I find that to be no problem whatsoever the thing that I've always found with it is if and I remember getting I remember hearing this part, bit, bit of advice very early on and it kind of stuck with me and it's if you're unsure of if you're the, you know, you're the high pricer if you're the undercutter if you don't know where you stand on that scale then simply look at the last, you know, 10, 20 jobs that you've pushed out there. If the last 10, 20 jobs you've pushed out, they've all been accepted on the price basis, everyone's always been happy with it, then the chances is you're probably charging very comfortably and you could be up for a pay rise. If you look at it in the last 10, 20 jobs that you've pushed out, you know, you've had a 70-80% decline rate, then you might find that you're charging a bit too high and you need to bring your prices down a little bit. Because the chances are, the final factor on a lot of these things isn't the quality, it isn't who you are as a businessman, it isn't who you are as a person, it is a price that you're given. So the reputation kind of comes in afterwards. I find like if you get the customer under your belt first time round and you get working with them, you know, once or twice and they get to learn who you are, your standard of work, then the price, you know, it drops priority after that because they know the type of worker you are, they know that you're reliable. And quite frankly, that's, you know, that's fantastic. That's what we want. We want to chase that reputation. But in the beginning, that's a great way to say it. And what I found the first three, four months is I thought, this is fantastic. Literally not one person said no to me. Every time someone gets in touch, I quote them and they take on my services. Like, this is easy. And what I, it wasn't until I sort of clicked and I thought, no wonder, because I'm charging probably in the bottom bottom to mid third of this price scale 
every single time. And through doing that, you know, yes, you're getting more work through the door, but you're not reaching your potential within that business. So that's where I'm currently at with my prices. I hope you've taken something from that and that's helped you. Just to quickly run through them, grass cutting from £25, lawn treatments from 20 hedges from £30 an hour, tidy up work is £100 minimum, and power washing £2.50 per metre squared. And my hourly rate would be £25 to £30, depending. Also on that, daily rate is at least £200 minimum for a, uh, for a day's work. And again, that's minimum. Other costs would then come into that. What other things to consider then is your out-of-bed costs. So now that you know how much that you're going to be sort of charging for your jobs and how much for what service, you need to really consider what your out-of-bed costs are. Now, these are just costs that are going to happen whether you leave your bed in the morning or whether you don't, you're getting charged this regardless. So it might be everything from, you know, business insurance, your public liability, fuel, your van tax, travel time between them jobs, any maintenance that needs to happen on the kit every single year because of usage. You need to somehow get a price for all these things and find out what that is. Once when you know what that figure is, you can break it down enough to see roughly what you need to make in a day, in a week, in a month, quarterly, you know, whatever it might be. So you know the minimum you need to be making just to like, just to hit that out of bed cost, just to find out by you getting up in the morning and you actually going to any of these jobs before they actually start how much it's costing you. Okay, and this is also an important reason why you need to make sure your prices are high enough because it's easy to get lost in this loophole of thinking, you know, because you handle a lot of cash, you, lot, you see a lot of pound signs coming in and out. It's easy to get lost in how much you're actually making, right? When you see 500 quid come through, you think happy days, 500 quid. But you need to also remember that's then taxed. I then had to drive, you know, let's be over-exaggerated. Let's over-exaggerate here. I had to drive two hours to that job, two hours back. You know, so that 500 quid, all of a sudden, you know, is probably dropped around 50% just from all these extra costs of everything that's around it. After that, you've got your rates. So what others have, the higher low. This is exactly what I was uh, explaining with the, with the, if every job's getting accepted and if every job's getting declined over your last 10, 20, then this is what you need to be looking at. Find yourself where you are on that graph and quite Frankly, I like being sort of that top third. I'm definitely nowhere near the bottom. I don't just do rush jobs and get out. Everything that I do has my name to. They have my details. I ask them to leave a review on Google. Everything is sort of backtraced to me, to my company, you know, to everything that the company stands for, what is a professional service offered to the local community, you know, at a very high standard. So I like to put myself within that top third Find out where you are, find out how you want to offer your services and, you know, try and find where that price range is and really dig in for it and push it out. And most of all, just stay consistent with it. Past that, then you've also got the added factors, as I've mentioned there, distance, travel time and waste. Okay, these are outside factors that are still going to affect the overall price of that job. So like I say, if you'd made £100, okay, and they've sent you that, the tax comes off that, you know, let's just say 20%, you've now got £80 sitting there. But you've had to drive an hour there, an hour back. So how much is that time worth to you, as well as the actual fuel you've used, and as well as that three-ton bags of now brush you've now got in the back of your van that you now need to go dump. 
So all of a sudden that 80 pound of, you know, net profit, you know, if you want to call it that, is now probably something more around 30 pound, if that, you know. So you need to really take them into, into consideration and plan for that and make sure that when you're quoting them jobs, it's high enough to quote all this. And just a little bit of advice on this. One of the best things I, I done was take my mindset away from what, you know, what have they done to take on this job? You know, I need a price at lower. And I'm telling you, I used to mess around with like five pound here. So I would be jumping between, should I charge it 90? Should I charge it 95? You know, is it 80, 85? Or is 85 too much? Or I'll bring it down to 80. And in the beginning, you think this this matters. Whereas really, if someone's going to pay you a hundred pound to do a job, the fact that it's 105 to cover the fuel that you're going to be putting through the mower isn't going to, they're not, they're already going to spend a hundred pounds. They're not going to not take on the job because it's 105. Okay. So you need to start threatening about that. As soon as I took that out of the equation and I used it as then justification. Okay. So I stopped worrying, is this going to get me the job? Is it not? And I just had it in the back pocket of this is why that price is that price. And I'm sticking to that because of these reasons. Every time I give that quote, I'm ready. You know, I'm if they go, oh well, that's a bit much, blah blah blah. Then I, I'm telling you, it's already nearly pre-typed, good to go. Well, this costs that much. This costs that. The time is this much. The waste of dump is at least this much from this local depot. You know, it's all there, ready to go. And you know, it's almost you're backed up by your own confidence through knowledge of how much you've put into these quotes. You don't often have that if you're just a a throw number out there. If you look at a job and you just go, uh, around three hundred pound, and you know if they then question you, you're probably going to trip over yourself a little bit. Don't get me wrong; that will probably come with time and experience where you can do that efficiently and effectively. Happy days, but at least in the beginning, I would not advise it. Just do your research, build up why your quote is your quote, make sure it's involving everything. Okay, the whole three sixty, and then push it across with confidence, knowing that that's the price. And if they don't want to pay it. They don't want to pay it. They can pay, you know, someone else. I, I had it the other day, you know, I was I was humming and hawing with this tidy up that I've just taken on for a couple of weeks' time. And the final price was, you know, I think it'll take me roughly just under a full day. So automatically my head goes to £200 minimum. And then from there I build up. So I think, right, find that, then need to take the waste away. How much is that? And then I build it up to, you know, 250 and then I go from that point there and I go, right, what else is there? What if something goes wrong? What What's my like fudge factor? Ends up coming up with a price just under £300. And in my head, it still happens now. I thought £200 you would accept because it's a day rate and I'll still be making a good profit. And then I looked at the 300 and I thought, that might be a bit too much, but at least I'm covered. I sent the email and look, I joke you not. He got back to me within something like 10 minutes. He said, price is absolutely fine. Uh, you know, see you in a couple of weeks. Hear from you when you can do the job. Because I told him that I'm not too sure at the moment and I'll be in touch with a finalised date very soon. 10 minutes. He never even thought about it. Click of a finger. He was there accepting the quote. And here was me thinking about, should I price it at 200 or should I go for the close out of three? And I want to make an extra £100 profit now because I just had that confidence behind me to go for it. And like I say, if he did stop and question me about it, I would still have all the information necessary right there why I can justify the price for being just under 300, you know, and go through that confidently. I hope that helps in some way, shape or form. But honestly, I love 
this time of year. And if anyone's getting to the point where they're thinking of this time of year and they're going, oh, everything's like, you know, either dying down or whatever it might be, just, you know, the worries are there. Or you might be absolutely full and, you you know, you're struggling to get all the work pushed in on time. And normally that's the case, quite frankly. You know, you're finishing up off your lawns. You've still got all your hedges and everything planned in for sort of November, start of December, as well as tidy ups. There's normally still a lot of work to be done on this side of Christmas. And I just absolutely love it. And one of the reasons why I do love it is for something that I like to call the capacity bracket. And what it is, is when I hit this bracket of, you know, full capacity, it just, your possibilities are endless. You're at the point where you're not worried about if you're getting a job or not, and you can do exactly what I've just said there. I'm already more or less fully booked. Anyone that's coming in now, I need to really kind of squeeze here, squeeze there. But what it allows me to do is like I did in that last situation, nearly chuck another £100 onto a job for a fudge factor and be able to push it there. You know, my, my mortgage isn't relying on if that job comes through or not. I'm already safe, secure. I'm in that capacity bracket. And when you're in there, you get to play with your figures a whole lot more, be a bit cheekier with your prices, you know, test the waters. If the last five of your grass cutting customers have all accepted you at £30 a cut, the sixth person that comes along, try 35. If it's justifiable for you, then try that figure. And if he accepts, you know what, you might want to offer that same price to the next few. And then at the end of that season, up everyone's prices to that. You know, a £5 here or there can really, you know, it can increase your, your monthly wage by £500 with that, you know, with 100 clients. So the, the benefit is there to be had when you hit this confidence stage. And I always find it's around this point of the year. We're struggling about to get the jobs in and whether, you know, everyone can be fit in properly, efficiently, and with me tempting them, you know, them higher prices, the cheekier prices for jobs. It's also a great time because this time of year, with that going on in the background, it gives you a chance to almost think about what's happening take data from what you're doing, you know, almost reflection data from what you're doing and then start a plan for also the year going forward. So at this point of the year, over over the next sort of four or five weeks, I'll be looking at what can I be bringing into play as of like March 1st to go into the next season or April 1st, depending on if you do it by, you know, the tax year or however you work it. I normally do it from a couple of weeks before grass cutting. So, you know, March 1st, second week of and I'll start thinking now what's working while I'm testing these waters is this something I could take into the year ahead and it's all just about you know self-growth between you and the business and basically how you can push your costs forward and just be more effective in what you're doing so for anyone that is out there that may be struggling with what they're currently doing you know if a job's come through the door and they don't have a clue where to stand with it check out the people on social media you're at least on Facebook, if not Instagram as well. Get in touch with any, any one of us. You know, there's myself. Um, I don't actually name names just, just because of who they are. But I'm guessing with the people that you follow, you see them doing these sort of jobs. You can see the lads that are hedging, the ladies that are doing the normal gardening, the pruning work, whatever it might be. And just get in touch with them. If you're unsure, then ask. 
And honestly, with everyone that I've asked so far, everyone's been more than comfortable with giving me some form of price on how they would go from it. You've just got to remember that everyone's in a slightly bit of different of a situation. And, you know, a price that might stand for you might not stand for them, etc., etc. But all it is is a guiding point. If in doubt, then like I've said before, get in touch with me either through Instagram DMs or jrocklc at gmail.com. And, you know, I'm happy to try and help you quote as best as I physically can through the photos, videos, whatever it might be that you send over. Um, other than that, I just want to say the last YouTube video that I've just put up, what was on Thursday night, the 11th of November, what is five things winding down your lawn. It's on the back of last week's podcast. So if you've listened to podcast number 25, then you might, and you enjoyed that, you might enjoy that YouTube video that I've currently got up as well. So if you could go over there, like I always say, give it a like, give it a comment, subscribe if you can, uh, that would be much appreciated. Also, let me know in the comments that you've came over from the podcast. It just allows me to track where's people coming, where people are coming from and sort of how efficient it's been, if you like. Other than that, if you haven't done already, please feel free to leave me a podcast review. Um, we're growing week by week and it is massively appreciated and I know I always say it and I always thank you but only because I genuinely do you know it it does mean a lot that you're listening and taking stuff away from that on that note I'm not going to name him actually but off the cuff I had some lad get in touch with me today he's 22 years old I know he listens into the podcast so I'm not going to name drop you pal but uh he got in touch with me today saying that he's just landed his last job that is going to basically fully book him out at the age of 22, running his own business, and it's just awesome. He basically thanked me for my YouTube videos and the podcast and for all the information. And I just want to say that's what this is here for. You know, I do enjoy doing it. I do enjoy pushing out advice and just stories and just, you know, the way I manoeuvre around it all. And if it's helping any of you guys and girls out there, then, you know, that's awesome as well. Anyway, that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for tuning in. I hope you have an awesome weekend and I'll see you in next week's podcast. Take care. Ta-ra.